going to say anything. You sold I, it. I just looked at you like, oh, okay. Keep it going, keep it going. No, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to aye, Let's aye, Get Into aye, It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the aye. third time I opened up the show. But um, we are on the Sunset Strip, the famous Sunset Strip. Yep. In Nefarious. The tequila, Nefarious. Nefarious. <laughs> We're in the tequila room at Pink Taco. Yep. What I failed to say last time is that we are next to a very famous hotel. The Chateau, Chateau Marmont. Chateau Marmont. Where a lot of a lot of uh, rock stars threw parties. A lot of uh, I think I think some celebrities died there. I know for a fact that um, John Belushi died there. Yeah. Well, it's also we're also close to the Whiskey Go Go. Um, we're close to a lot of you know this spot back in the nineties. Uh, thank you, brother. Some ice cold Modelo yeah, just came. You. Roberts, we got you your negra. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, wow. Negra well, thank you very much. That's really nice of you guys. That's how we roll. That's how that's we roll. That's a, this is a really neat. This is a really neat place to be re- to be recording. But I used to. I came here with Lopez back in the mid nineties. It was a place called Miyagi's. Miyagi's, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the, the VIP rooms. Cheers, guys. This Cheers. is one of the VIP rooms. Cheers, Cheers to you guys. Salud. Salud. We were we were rolling VIP back. We in the got. 90s. Uh, we were at the bar regular. Davey regular Dave on the ones and twos. We've got Rod Tuddy Rinks. In here right. doing his thing. I'm here, your host, uh, Mark Roberts. Roberts. Who else we got? Diva we got some Roberts. other people here. We got, we got Sucker Free in the we house. We got Rudy. Again. Yeah, we, we got, got Sucker, Sucker free. free for the second week. That's what I'm talking about. We got Rudy over there. There we go. Rudy the wine guy. I like that. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting to be. It, there's a different energy this week. I, I really I really like it. Um, you know, I was thinking, I, I went to a meeting in Vegas today. I flew out there to meet with. Uh, with uh, Jose Manuel, which Baller. is uh, you hear that, Davy Dave. He's, uh, he's involved in entertainment. He yeah, manages Jose Linares, uh, Kid Frost. He's um, he's got all these documentaries and, and movies he wants to make. And we're talking about getting involved together. So I, I I came back and I started thinking about how important it is to create an intention before you go into a meeting, so that other people can see value in what you're saying for them. Yep. If they can see value for them in you then I think you're going to have a really good chance at making any some sort of deal. Um, and I think that that helped me a lot. Right now, we're in like a golden era where everybody wants content. Yes. And it's true. It's like true, everything, there's all these platforms popping. Everybody's looking for stuff. What's happening right now is all of these streamers, NBC, Disney, everyone, they're all saying to their big companies, they're saying, hey, let's put a bunch of money into this. Here's what the profit sheet looks like over the next five years. We spend a bunch of money to create new content. In two or three years, we're going to have all this product. And eventually, over the next five years, we're going to get more viewers. And that's what's going to pay us back plus profit Yeah. when we get hundreds of thousands of viewers paying seven bucks a month. Right. Yeah. So because they're saying this, the investment into these streamers is very, very large right now. Yeah. NBC just got the rights to uh, Saved by the Bell. Yep. That That's NBC streamer. That's not NBC no. proper, yeah. right? So the streamer bought the rights to that, and they beat out Netflix, and Netflix is paying a bunch of money for this stuff. Yeah. So what did they have to pay to get that deal. So Lopez is rolling on that. I huh? don't know. I don't know, but I'm just saying they no, had to pay man, a bunch of money. No. He told so, me, yeah, 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 I'm going to hook you up. Don't worry. I said, ah, we'll see about that. We'll so in four, that. in four or five years, what's going to happen is a streamer is going to decide, ooh, we're either killing it with subscriptions or we're not and they're going to start pulling back yeah. on all the production that they've got going on right now. We're going to have a few left yeah. that are going to be very selective yeah. and they're going to be making... Not as much. There's a reason things are starting to pop and you're hearing more people. Lopez got like 
five things going in a year. Yeah, yep. which he didn't have anything going yeah. for like a, like a decade. That's pretty amazing. It is. That's pretty amazing, and it's not a coincidence. I'm telling you, it's all no, because there's a lot you. of money floating Mark. around. Introduce our guest. So would our you? next guest, when I was in the process of writing El Chingon Lives, which eventually became Made in Mexico, uh, I looked into Rebel Without a Crew, and I saw I came across this this filmmaker, and so I started reading her her little bio. And she's from Laredo, Texas. She's Latina, Mexican-American like us. Uh, and then I started looking. I found her on, on Instagram. I started corresponding with her, and she gave me some good advice. Like, she, she told me when I, started, when I started writing, she said, don't stop. Just push through everything. Uh, and then I saw her movie, Phaedra, which I really fucking dug. I mean, the, the vibe of it, the tone. You don't know if it's 70s or current. Uh, our guest today is Miss Scarlett, Scarlett Moreno. Hi. There we go. Hi, nice Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. How are you? Nice I'm to meet good. you. How are you? I did see your movie, by the way. Oh, cool. I did watch it. It was great. How did this all come about? Like, how? I love the story. I love the story of Phaedra. Thank you. Okay, so Phaedra was made on a show, on a docuseries called Rebel Without a Crew by Robert Rodriguez. Um, it was in celebration of the 25th anniversary of El Mariachi. So that was his first film, which he made with $7,000 in two weeks. We all know this, right? Yeah. He's like a father of indie film. Um, and he wanted to pick five up-and-coming filmmakers to do the same thing, to take the same challenge and document it. So that's what he did. And I was chosen as one of the five filmmakers oh, wow. out of the applicants. Nice. And he gave you seven grand wow, to do that. That's yeah. great. Right. Mm -hmm. Congrats. Um, yeah, you. congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank huge. You. How many applicants were there? Do you know? I believe there was something like, ooh, I lost the number. But probably, uh, I think it was like around 2,000, a little under 2,000. Holy 2, mackerel. Yeah. That's like uh, Sundance submission level. I know. That's a lot of people. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. I, obviously, this, the script was good. I, um, I really liked... The your main character. Thank you. She was very good. Uh, I liked the um, your your male character was also a really good actor. He's I thought. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Iman. was very good. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, and I love the uh, the Mrs. Roper type yeah. character. Thank right. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she Mrs. was a lot Roper, of fun. Right. She's yeah. also inspired by a lot of John Waters characters. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. she would walk. I love. I love that she would knock on the door and then she, the, you'd close the door, but you'd give her that moment to lift her oh, eyebrow. Yeah. That I was mean, fun. That yeah. was all her. Oh, um, really? The actress, she was incredible. I mean, of course, the character is really heightened and yeah. stylized. And I was like, you know what? Her name is Amy Nichols yeah. Madison. I was like, you know what, Amy? Just go for it. Because things she would do, I would just like keep rolling yeah. for a long just time. Just let her go. Yeah, yeah. She was just like amazing. Yeah. She's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, no, Dorothy. she was great. I thought, um, I mean, it's... When did you do that? When was this? When was this uh, anniversary? Um, we were on the show, like shooting the show, November 2017, and then it aired on Go 90, uh, I believe, sometime 2018, like March 2018. Right. So I last think? year, not yeah, too yeah, long yeah. ago, right? Um, oh, March 2018 is actually when we debuted the films during South by uh, at like an El Rey private screening, which was really amazing, and then after that. The, the show aired, which I believe was like November. Well, first of all, 
what is it that you do? Are you a writer? You, obviously, you're acting because you you were in the in the movie, yeah. right? Yeah. I had no idea that was you, by the way. Really? Yeah. No. He <laughs> yeah. told me, and I was well, like, no. Wait, what? Well, yeah. if you that if you me. if, if you, you watch close. the credits, yeah, she's in the movie. I think you wrote a song or two. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I wrote. So my good friend and collaborator Matias, he is an incredible composer, and he composed the score of the film. And there was one scene where we were like, this scene, like, needs vocals. It was, like, really... I wanted the feeling to be very, like, 60s girl group, whatever. Mm. And, you know, I had no money. So (laughs) I was like, I guess I'll just sing it and do it. So we wrote this little ditty together and we put it in there. So you wrote it? Yes. Uh, You directed it? Yes. Um, And you probably did a whole bunch of other things that that you didn't give yourself credit for, right? So part of the, the rules of the show was that we couldn't have a crew right rebel without a crew so we had one plus one that we were allowed to bring down each director had one person um so basically everything else was like up to us so i have an extensive wardrobe because i was a stylist and i was like i really want to make this film um and it just it was the film i wanted to make Mm -hmm. and it sort of happened to be set in the 70s so i was like gotta just go with that and it worked out i think one of the first things i noticed about it was that it was a period piece. Yeah. And that's hard to do on no money. I think that's part of why I was chosen, honestly. Oh, really? Because, like, all five of us made stuff. Obviously, we all made, like, genre films because, like, Rodriguez is, like, a big champion of that. But also, I think they were, like, they chose the craziest five people with, like, the most ridiculous ideas. Right. And they were like, let's see if they can well, do it. Well, it really wow. worked. And the wardrobe, I think, helped a lot. Thank because you. the wardrobe was really well done. So Thank that makes you. sense. But uh, even the dialogue, like how Phaedra spoke was so cool. And then her, her transformation when she when she got introduced. I don't want to give away the story, but when she got introduced. Oh, to just kid, give it away. You know what I mean? Give it away. She changed, though. <laughs> Phaedra changed. I was filming Phaedra with with, Pe- with uh, Penelope. Mm-hmm. And then she, you know. Every- then she got hooked. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, so... I am super inspired by a lot of films from uh, the 70s and 60s. Specifically, Valley of the Dolls was like a huge inspiration for this for this film. Also, the original Suspiria mm-hmm. was a huge inspiration. Dario Argento. Yeah. yeah. I actually... It's so funny. So, I was kind of like late to the game seeing that movie. I saw it, I think, in like 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like in my early 20s. And... I thought to myself, like, oh, my God, a ballet horror. Like, that's fucking incredible. Right. Um, I want to make a disco horror. Like, right. that was the, yeah. like, line of thought. Is right. like, I saw Suspedia, and I was like, fuck, yeah, I want to do that. Right. I'm going to make a disco. Right. Incorporating, like, these two worlds of, like, horror and dance of some right. kind or music, you know, mm-hmm. is, like, a huge, really lovely marriage between, like, two pieces of art that, right. like, don't always come together. Right. So I was super inspired by that. And then I remember, like, a year later, maybe, I was listening to this song um, called um, Some Velvet Morning, and it's Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. And in the song, Lee Hazelwood sings about this woman or this figure called Phaedra. And he's like, someday I'll tell you about Phaedra. And, like, the lyrics are so kind of, like, haunting. And I was like, oh, my God, Phaedra. Like, who is she? Like, who is this character? And in the song, she's kind of like a fairy, like a sort of sexy creature that, like, lures you away into, like, whatever scary thing. Right. So I was like, what is, who's Phaedra? And, like, I also knew about Phaedra 
the goddess in Greek mythology, mm-hmm. and Phaedra has a very tragic story in Greek right. mythology. What so is it? Phaedra fell in love with her husband's son by another woman, so her mm. stepson, basically. Mm. And she made advances on him, and he rejected her, so she got mad, and then she told her husband, I think, that he raped her, and so the husband had him killed. He oh. had him dragged through the city by, like, a centaur or something because right. it's Gre- it's ancient right, Greece. Sure. Right, right. <laughs> like, so I was like, wow, she's like a capricious like yeah. woman in this story. And then she's also this haunting character in this song. And I was like, the name Phaedra is like really talking so to me right now. Inspired your yeah, yeah. So then it, art. it it inspired the idea for the film. And so that was really the only feature idea I had. Real. So when I got the email from. El Rey that was like do you have a feature film like ready to go I was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) good answer I didn't have it written already I just had the idea and I had a couple names right Right. so I sat down and I like wrote that script and and then I submitted it and it how uh, long did it take to shoot Uh, well we only had 14 days to shoot like very strictly consecutive no. So we had, I think it was like, we couldn't shoot on, or we didn't shoot on um, Sundays, I think, because we had to shoot while the crew of the show could shoot us. Got it. So it was like, yes, like you're, it's, you're an indie filmmaker and you're doing this guerrilla style, but you have to do it within the confines of the crew of a reality show that is working on union time and right. union, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you do really only have about 10 hour days. Right. And you have... 14 days spread out over these like two weeks or probably I guess three weeks but they were specific very very super strict with us so like Mm. it really was Mm. we shot this thing in 14 days 14 days did you have any pickup days no no did you uh how long did it take to edit so we part of the rules was that we had to edit it ourselves and we left we finished filming like I think it was mid-november we finished filming like the show and the shoot and the actual films and then um we had to turn in a final cut i believe february okay so november december january february so three months right for a final cut for a final cut. that's amazing so yeah, i didn't give a fucking string out in four months i, I know believe. i gotta I tell got you it. though <laughs> i gotta tell you how fun and how rodriguez-esque is that that's very absolutely right that's right? very it makes complete yeah. sense well that's very cool. Congratulations. Thank it you. is uh, a movie that people should see. Did you shoot it here in L.A. or, or Dorado? Oh, in Austin. Was everything shot, shot in Austin? Yeah. yeah. So um, Robert's Studios are in Austin, and like we shot it all local, and we practical. used local actors, and yeah, everything was practical. Yeah. That was really fun yeah. for like, practical right. effects. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big challenge that if you watch the show, you'll see me talk to Robert about that, like... I think it was, like, one of our first two meetings. I was like, so I'm really worried about, like, the stabbing scene. And he, like, talks me through some ideas and, like, some inspiration about how to go about it. Practical. And I ended up doing what he said. And I fucking love that scene now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that scene because as I was watching the movie and she gets stabbed and she goes down and then you cut to her and then all of a sudden a little... A little bit of blood comes out of her mouth, and it almost felt like Robert had cut it. Yeah, like it he, felt like it felt like he like his timing was yeah, in there. Yeah, he literally yeah. when we had the meeting like the first week, and I just like internalized it like immediately um, when he told me. You know, when we talked about it, he was like, "Just cut, cut, cut." 
And yeah. I was like, okay, got yeah. it. And that was literally all I needed to hear to be like, that's how you do a right. stabbing scene. And it like, was cut, really, cut, cut. really uh, well done. Impressive. Thank you. Considering you, it was all practical. When um, they leave, when Apollo leaves in the car, that reminded me of... Dude, that car was awesome, no, too. Was, right at the the wheels, you know, yeah. the whole thing. That was... Right up his, yeah, yeah beautiful. His so, look, uh, again, congratulations. W- can people watch the show anywhere? Yes, it's on iTunes now. You can okay. buy the whole show. And, and what is it, it called? Rebel Without a Crew. Rebel Without a Crew. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of your movie? Phaedra. Phaedra. And how do you find the movie? It's also now on iTunes. On iTunes, okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're a filmmaker out there and you wonder how to make a movie for $7,000, check it out. That'd be mm-hmm. me because I did, I did it for 10 right. I did it in seven days. Wow. But I'm dealing I still with think it's impossible. This is old man. <laughs> Roberts is the old guy here. He thinks we need but $5 we have, million. But we have two very good examples of, yes, it is yes. possible. I want to get into a couple of things with our guest. Um, how did you get started in all of this? Okay. So I got started. Um, actually, I've, I've had a passion for film and, and filmmaking and, and movies since I was like a baby, since I can remember especially performance, and I always wanted to act. So I went to NYU for acting. Um, I, I studied all four years. I graduated. I double majored in journalism. So Smart. I always also loved yeah. writing. Yeah. Um, and when I graduated, I stayed in New York for a year. I was mostly styling, which is something that I just always had a passion for and always gravitated toward and was kind of like coming easily you know, not super easily, but definitely more easily than acting. You mean getting work? St- yes. Yeah, like styling work. was, it was just coming naturally. Yeah, they were calling naturally. you and saying, yeah, come yeah. do this, right? Good. And so I was like, you know what? I really, really want to act. And I think that the place I feel good doing that feels like L.A. So I moved to L.A. Um, in 2012. Been here seven years. Mm-hmm. And when I moved... Um, I did go on like some auditions. I made some like work here and there, but the roles that I was going in for were just not what I wanted to play. I mean, I not to toot my own horn, but I love character acting. I love playing like strange, interesting characters. And I just wasn't getting offered that at the time. And it's fair. I mean, I was young and like, why would somebody give me like a sick meaty role when they had never seen my work? Right. So I got, and this was around the time, like, early, you know, Tina Fey and, like, Amy Poehler. And and I kept reading about these women and and reading about people saying, you know what, make your own work. And make your own work was what I kept hearing. So I was like, okay. (laughs) And so I met, very, very fortunately, I met, through my best friend, Shanae, I met another friend, Kate, who, her name is Kate Arismendi. She's an incredible cinematographer. And in 2013, you know, we were both sort of fresh in L.A. Um, she was, mm, like, just starting, and I was, you know, just new here. And I was like, I really want to make, like, some kind of weird, like, Barbarella-inspired thing. I don't know what it is. And so I knew I wanted to shoot it at the Madonna Inn, which we did guerrilla style. Sorry, Madonna Inn. (laughs) And and they should be thanking you. I messaged her, or we started messaging back and forth. And she was like, I wrote a little treatment. And she was like, Can you write, can you make it a script? And I was like, Yeah, for sure. And to be fair, it's like an eight minute short, and the character only speaks like four times, I think. Mm -hmm. But I really like, 
you know, wrote it out, details, and, like, figured out the character and her backstory and stuff. So we ended up making this movie called Viv 1.0, or They Must Have Forgotten, about a fembot who was abandoned in this, like, old hotel because she's defective. So, you know, almost subconsciously, we made this sort of, like, little feminist film. Right. And it was sci-fi. So I started submitting it to festivals after it was done and it did really well oh cool yeah so um after that i was like feeling really encouraged and i also had more characters i wanted to play so then subsequently i made um a movie called bobby about another character and a movie called dolores so you made so you made three movies three shorts uh based on your ideas that you wrote and that you also directed yes okay and how did you find the money to do that I basically would save up and like spend two thousand like per short per movie, yeah. yeah. And so you know it was like literally like Christmas money yeah. and like so you whatever know, you got styling money, odd jobs, and that's great. That's so, a real filmmaker that's right there. That's Let me ask you this: Do you think that taking well, I mean, obviously we all want to create our art, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that taking saving your money and doing those shorts? help propel you into what you did absolutely i mean it's why for your full film it's why i was able to i think think in the realm of seven thousand dollars whoa that's a lot of money right you know what i mean like i can do this right because i'd been doing it with two thousand right so you know technically i don't think i've worked i still haven't worked on a project that was over like 10 to 15k right so like (laughs) that's okay that's great you know and i'm fine with that because In a way, and as I think Robert said in different ways, um, that frees you. The constraint really actually opens you up to feel like, you know what? This doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just going to fucking go for it. And then it's freeing in a way. Yeah. So fast forward to you do uh, the movie for El Rey. You're part of five people out of 2000, which is Mm -hmm. very exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the next year was very exciting right yeah yeah it's going definitely. to screenings right mm-hmm. um did you get any meetings out of out of that um well i didn't get like meetings that most people i think would deem as like super important yeah. meetings. but i definitely got work and i got reached out to by people oh, by the way that's more important i guess that's For the sure. real question like did you meet anybody and the yeah, answer yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah. You met some I, good people. people reached out and like Right now, I'm in super early developmental stages um, on this feature, a horror comedy. And these two writers, who are incredible women, reached out to me. And they were like, hey, we have this script. We feel like, you know. You're the girl. You're the gal. And so I was like, you know what? I read it. I was like, this is fucking hilarious and fun and cool. I I want to be attached. That's terrific. So you're you're attached to that. You're... um, you're looking for funding, or they're looking for funding? They are, yeah. yeah. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. And uh, what else, what do you have in your future? What are you thinking about doing? Well, this year, I basically did, like, or, or so far this year, I did a, a lot of music videos, um, which I enjoy so much because, again, it's more practice on, like, working with smaller budgets, and it's, it's a lot of, like, freedom creatively because you don't really have... I work with indie artists, so you don't really have a big studio to answer to, which is great. And I work with a lot of female artists, which I love also, because it's just like really important to keep making work as women together. And it's just like specifically right now, 
super important to get our voices heard. So. Right. And what's your plan uh, moving forward? Like, what, wh- where do you see yourself in you know a few years? What do you see yourself doing? To be totally honest, I really want to start acting more again. Mm. I miss it so much. I love it. It's like so much fun. And the dream for me as a director would be to act and direct 50-50. Like, I would absolutely love if I had a career doing both. Um, And I think that's what I'm working toward. Um, I think the cool thing right now is that I've developed a body of work that when people want a certain look or a certain aesthetic, that's they can look at my body of work and be like, oh, that's the look I want. And like, you know, they want. That's awesome. Yeah. Which feels really good. It's almost like specializing, right? Yeah, Yeah. And which feels like you know a really great catalyst in moving forward is like oh if people want something like a little niche a little dark a little funny like they go to this girl you know what i mean so hopefully obviously in the near future i would love to just keep doing more work working on more music videos um i do have a couple ideas for you were talking about it's funny you were talking about documentaries earlier and and las vegas and i have a i have a an idea for a documentary that i really want to make um and are there Latinos involved? Because we could help with that. <laughs> I mean, there could be always, of course. But in the forefront, it's um, the the person I want to make it about is not Latino, but he's really interesting. So mm. we'll see. But I've never done a documentary, so that'll be cool. I just want to keep trying things, and obviously, this horror comedy is a big is a big like part of my life right now, yeah. and and that's really exciting. Um, so I don't know. De- definitely, I would Acting love to do another feature yeah. in the next um, year. Yeah. N- direct another feature, and then hopefully a lot more acting. Yeah. Uh, do you like uh, directing yourself, or would you rather separate directing from acting? Honestly, I enjoy directing myself, but I would love to just separate it and yeah. just concentrate on acting. Yeah. That's cool. You can't um, do them both. It's too tough, especially if you're leading something. Tootie, can you put her in one of your movies? Come on. Maybe we, maybe we can swap. Dude, I had no idea that was her in the movie. She was Calypso, really Calypso, right? Calypso Reed, yeah. Calypso Reed. Yeah, it's yeah. funny that you wrote such a sexy scene for yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. well, I wrote the character. And she was like, know, I'm going to have some fun. It's so funny because, yeah, I call her like, whenever I describe her, I call her a hurricane of a woman. But it's funny because when I... You're totally different than that, your character, by the way, which yeah, is no, awesome. I, know, I wouldn't, yeah. recognize, I wouldn't <laughs> recognize you if, had I, I not read I'm the credits. I hope I'm different from yeah. the character. Um, I love her, but she's like a love-hate situation. Um I initially conceptualized Phaedra, you know, before I knew about this, about uh, Rebel Without a Crew. So I was going to play Phaedra. That was my idea. That was my goal. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do another movie. It's going to be a feature, and I'll play Phaedra. Um, On the show, I was like, not if I'm going to be right. running and shooting yeah. and, you know, doing and all this stuff And you have all these time gunning. constraints and yes. money constraints, right? It would have been hard. literally, Teddy it was knows. like, yeah. you know, you have to be so intense about scheduling on a, sh- on a shoot like that that's so short and tight that, like, I would spend, I, I mean, I think all of us on the show slept, like, probably three to five hours a night right. max. I would spend the night before every shoot scheduling the shoot two days from that right. night, you know, just to keep myself yeah. on a very tight schedule. And that, I think, saved me and made it possible for me to complete a 90-minute movie. Right. Because it was like... It's uh, it's a lot of work what you did. It's a lot yeah, of work sure. what you <laughs> yeah. did, yeah. Um, would you, you know, do it again? Yeah, absolutely. It's the most... It's I always would say... Would you do it for 7Gs again, though, or no? Yeah. 
I always you say would? it's the most difficult thing I've ever done, and it's the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. See, I did the similar. I did something similar, mm-hmm. but I acted. I produced. I did all. You yeah. know, I did too. I wore too many hats. Yeah, and it's da- hard. Yeah, but Davy Dave was there. He saw me, and now I'm looking through the daily. Or I got the string out, and I'm looking through it, and I'm my biggest critic. Of you know, course, my yeah. wife saw it, and she was like, "What are you tripping on?" But I was like, I could have done this so much fucking better if I wasn't worried about, you know, lunch. Because I had to fucking <laughs> yeah. feed everybody. People are getting pissed. Yeah. And I'm like, who am I going to? I'm sitting there across from Lilo, like waiting to you know, go. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, am I going to order pizzas or am but I going to get burritos? That's the remarkable <laughs> thing about India is that you do have to work you through do. it. And look. Yeah, you do. Uh, and it, you do have to wear that many hats. Yeah. Yeah, you we, do. Um, a lot of hats. We kind of, you know, we, we rolled right over it. But look. Robert Rodriguez is probably one of the finest filmmakers that come out of nowhere in, uh, I don't know, in a couple of decades for sure. Mm-hmm. He's obvious, you know, I was very lucky. Uh, I made two movies with Carlos Gallardo, who mm-hmm. was El Mariachi. Cool. Right, who worked with him. Yeah. And um, he had all these home movies that they had done prior to yeah. doing, right, where yeah. they were just like, dude on a motorcycle, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, but you could see really early on, even in like the nothing movies that they were doing on like, you know, little cam videos, right? Yeah. But you could see like this amazing editing style yeah. in the work, mm-hmm. you know, the perfectly positioned camera and the shots. And, um, and you know, when you see El Mariachi, it is a beautiful movie yeah. that they did for nothing. But I, Robert didn't tell me this, but when I, you know, I spent a lot of time with Carlos on a couple of mm-hmm. movies and he said to me, he said, you know, we would be there in Acuna where he's from. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, we would, we would look at a movie we liked and he said, I, you know, we were looking at like, well, who do they have in this? There's a light and there's a camera and there's an actor because they were looking at the need. television <laughs> thinking, well, what else could there be? Yeah. Right, you know, right, they right. didn't know any better. The yeah. There's yeah. like no one else in the room. There's a light and there's a camera yeah. and there's maybe a guy saying action. So when they went to, uh, went into El Mariachi, that was sort of the idea. So it is really cool that he continues to uh, support yeah. and to uh, and to help. Did you get to spend uh, quality time with his with him and, and, and get advice on all the stuff? Yeah, the one thing that I that I tell people that was pretty remarkable about being on the show is like in LA, like you you're privy to some information about reality TV and stuff that other people elsewhere might not be privy to, right? So I've heard stuff about other like mentor reality shows where like the celebrity person comes on does their 15 minutes and then leaves set right. you know it was absolutely not like that mario lopez we might not get him hey. as an interview if i keep ragging on him right yeah, I, don't know. I don't know what you're be careful about. be careful um, <laughs> but but with robert it was absolutely not the case he was completely a mentor he was there if we had questions he would like i mean we had weekly meetings with him one-on-one but also he would show up to our set and be like hey guys what are you doing like how's it going and i was like oh my god robert rodriguez is on my film set but also like okay whatever like el jefe is here like let's talk so um that was really amazing um yeah, he was absolutely available, and he was also available through the post-production process if wow. we had questions. Um, I actually sent him one of my favorite scenes because, you know, I'm I'm not an editor. I learned to edit making Phaedra. Like, right. that's how I learned. Hey, do you have oh, his wow. number? Because uh, I think Teddy needs to... 
No, yeah. I, 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 I think I'm allowed to give it up. Uh, no. um, well, can't we announce it right here? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Titty text him after the show. That's right. We get it later. Yeah, but. So you um, spent a lot of time with them. It was all, yeah, and, and you yeah. got some good. Ma- well, you could tell. You could tell, like that. That, um, you know, you can't do what you did. It's very rare I, that you do something like, like that with that amount of money. So again, I want to just congratulate you Thank for you. hanging in there. Seven years in LA. That's also something to yeah. be congratulated about. Thank you. And hang in there, right? Keep doing yeah, your thing. Trying. I think. Um, See, Robert, you're old school. Look at Scarlett and I are making movies over here for a couple G's. Can't be done. It can't be done. It it can't be done. That's what I hear from this guy. It can't be done. Oh, really? Oh, it can't? A couple more G's definitely helps. Yes. (laughs) You know, craft services gets a little bit better. Absolutely. But what what else do you need? You got a good story and good talent. That's all you need. I will say this. Um, You're investing in the next movie I'm doing? No, on the documentary. On the the documentary (laughs) front. You know, I try to use as few people as possible. For sure. Right? So I have like 10 days of interviews. Uh, my camera guy, I'm going to call him a DP uh, because he is. His name is uh, Angelo Costa. He shows up. He actually does camera and sound. Mm-hmm. I bring my 5D and he uses it as a second camera. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I only pay one guy. We go there. We do the interviews. We leave. And in a 10-day period, I get all of the footage that I need for the interviews but I also avoid a bunch of extra crew members. Well, you know? it also helps the, the vibe on set when everyone knows each other and yeah. everyone starts to like, love each other and, and be, feel like family. Yeah. Um, especially, like you're talking about, on a documentary set, I feel like it helps the personal nature of yeah. everything and it helps it feel more organic and more real because you have a chance to you know, just be more open. I feel like people are naturally more open when there's less people to perform yeah. for. Yeah. No, it's, it's an right. amazing thing. Well, look, uh, thank you for being here. Um, I think it's very inspiring. I think people are going to get a lot out of it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank people, you for having me. People, are gonna, people should definitely go see the movie. Find it on iTunes. Yeah, Find the show on iTunes, Rebel really Without good. a Crew. I haven't, I haven't seen the show yet. Phaedra is the movie. Phaedra, yeah. If but you watch the show, you'll see me cry a lot. Really? Why did you cry? Wait a minute. Hang on. Back <laughs> up a yeah, little bit. What happened? How did you wear it? Get the oh break. Oh, my God. La Llorona over here. It oh. was bad. Like, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was great. But, like, my crying was a joke. Stress, like, right? You were stressed, stressed out? Stressed the fuck out. Honestly, yes. like, so high stress. See, look. I would, I would go into a corner and get in my... Everyone... The crew would, like, laugh because they'd know what I was doing. But when I would, like feel really upset about something or stressed out or something wasn't going well i would go into a corner and go into like a deep squat stance and like like put my hands in a prayer position and just like look at the floor for a second to zen out what was your biggest stress on the set that would make you i mean no sleep um like eating pizza rolls for dinner (laughs) under pressure schedule like writing you know directing everything yeah the schedule was really tough um Money is really tough. We had to absolutely stay within budget. Like, it was no joke. I feel your pain because I went, Davy Dave saw firsthand. My leg, I cramped up every night, no matter how much water I drank, and I didn't sleep because I was so stressed out. Your body starts doing crazy things. Why do we do it? Then why do we do it? I lost like seven pounds in two weeks. Why do we do it? Why do we do it? Losing seven pounds and getting because we love it. Because like we do. Do we really? I love it. There's nothing like the feeling of being on set to me. No, there's not nothing. And I love like when people run up to me and are like. We only have this much time. What do we do? I'm like, cut this shot, cut that shot, oh unnecessary, and like run away. Like I love yeah. problems. I don't want. I yeah. don't want to bring. I don't want to bring the show down. Yeah. Oh Come my. on. But I, but I am older. 
Yes. And sometimes I will think to myself, if I had to do it again, <laughs> I might have picked something else to do with my life. Hijo, I don't think I had anything else. I didn't have a choice. I didn't think I did either. But look, no. I guess I was in East Los Angeles at the time. I was just thinking, man, I just want to I, I want to move down the freeway. Yeah, he does, He's full of shit. Him and I have sat, we've gone into meetings to meet with people. And he's like, why are we here, Tootie? What are we going to do? Like, we're going to try to make a movie. What do you mean, what are we going to do? We're going to sit down with this guy and this guy, and we're going to talk about it. But why? But then we'll have another conversation the next day. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about this idea. <laughs> High concept. Picture this. High concept. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no. This is this new thing. Kind of, well, you know what? You got, maybe you got, like, you know, you're a little crazy. My new, th- my new thing is, is is totally high concept. Like, I always want to do, I always want to do, I always want to pitch high concept stuff. Well, define Ava- high concept? Avatar 3, but yes. underwater. No, well, there we go. We were talking about it because I, look, when I first saw, Atlantis? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I first saw Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. I imagined to myself what it must have been like for an executive for the first time in their lives to be sitting in their office and for Spielberg to come in and go, okay, so check this out. Spielberg's a key word there, but go ahead. Well, wait, Keep hang going. on. But hang on. Okay, okay let's just right. let's say it's not Don't Spielberg. Don't say it's Spielberg. Let's say, say it's, it's anybody. Scarlett. Scarlett Moreno in. goes into an executive at Dream at, at, yeah. at the Universal. You sit down and you're like, check this out. I'm I, seeing. Right. Yeah. I just read. <laughs> I just read this book that I want to turn into a movie. Mm-hmm. What's it about? It's they extract <laughs> DNA DNA from a dinosaur bone. They recreate dinosaurs. They put them in a park, and all hell breaks loose. Good night. Boom. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, but I'm we, leaving. All know the, we all know the movie. Okay. If, if I was have I defined was, have I defined if, high concept? I, you yes, defined yes, high. Yes. Yeah, you did. But as an executive, you know what they would say? Get out of my office. High they would concept. not. Based on a book. That's well, based a, on a book. Yeah, that I just got the rights to. There. We're around a lot of successful people. That are that end up doing things at different times, and maybe you're one of them. You know, you'll end up doing great things. And I, I think th- so. And I'm I th- a big fan, Scarlett. I am thanks, a big fan guys. too, Scarlett yeah, Teeny. Thanks. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks. Continued success. We Thank wish you. you all the luck in the world. And would you come back and tell us I about what's next? To. Yeah, because you're not close. You're close by, right? Hollywood? Yeah, I live in like uh, I just moved to like the Hancock Park ish area. Oh, so, so Phaedra did well then. Yeah. Really did Hancock. No, Damn. Wow, that's that's not, yeah. No, no, no. That's not hey, what got Can me. I run an idea by you? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I had this idea for the show mm-hmm. where we do... High concept. No, it's not high concept. Oh, you know what? Now it's going to have to be no, high concept. No, you can't do high concept okay. with this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're probably you not. So our idea is... Well, my idea. I'm not going to say our oh, idea. Go. I'm going to say my idea. Oh, you didn't call me at <laughs> 6 in the morning on the one I'm driving? Hey, I got an Hang idea. On, yeah. Time out. All right, all right. So my idea is we have people submit their shorts, 20 pages or less. We fund that short for $10,000. Okay. And we help them produce it. They direct, write, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. And then we help it get into festivals and do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. But... I was also thinking, you know, one of our sponsors on the show is ExtremeMusic.com. Have you heard of them? Mm-mm. Okay. So ExtremeMusic.com is a love massive them. library, a massive library of hundreds of thousands of songs. You would have loved it for Phaedra. Right. Yeah. And, wow. it's in, and I don't know if it's inexpensive. It depends what songs you pick. But Oh, it's like licensing? Yeah, it's licensing. Oh, you wow, just go. It's a, it's a website. You go in and you sign up and you mm-hmm. punch in, like, let's say, drama yeah. or, or period like drama or, or disco. Yeah. and. Hundreds and hundreds yeah, of songs come on. Sites like it for sure. Okay, so extreme music. Russell Emanuel is uh, he was on our show, mm-hmm. and 
they are going to provide all of the music through the site for that short. So you would submit. If you win, we fund your movie. We help you get into festivals. And shoot, that's it. So I just wrote this short. (laughs) I think you're disqualified because you were on the show. I think so. What a bummer. Bummer. I'll send it under a different name. Send it. Yes. There you go. Phaedra. If it shows up. It shows up. How about it shows up as Phaedra? As just Phaedra. Or Phaedra and Apollo. Written by. Do you like that idea? Yeah, it's great. You think we should do that? I think people deserve to get their work made and, you know, whether or not they can financially come up with it is often the reason that they don't make it. So I think that this is an amazing idea. There's a lot of talent out there. But I did. I wrote to um, Russell Emanuel. You did? Yeah. And first of all, he said, I've been listening to all your shows. I'm a huge fan. Love that guy. First of all. Yeah, first of all. And then he said, I like the idea for the contest. Yeah. Let me know how I can help. Sounds awesome. Bam. So, Russ. can we call him Russ or just Russ? We can call him Russ. Russ. I think you have to ask him if you can call him Russ. Do we? I think so. Who? I think so. <laughs> and we got to ask Russell if we can call him Russ. Oh, Russ. I, ca- we'll I call Russ. him Mr. Russell. Mr. Mr. Russell. Mr. All right. Russell. But yeah, he's uh, but Mr. Russ. But please Russ. Uh, go check out extrememusic.com. It is. Fa- I I did a documentary and I used eighty seven cues from that library. There's no song. Even my opening title sequence is is from extrememusic.com. And it was all, I can't say how much it was, but I can tell you it was a lot less than you would expect for that many cues for an entire movie. So mm-hmm. next week on Let's Get Into It, I'm going to talk about one of his most famous composers yes. that's making over a million dollars on one, one song. It's a big Dude, one. That's what I'm it's talking. And it's on about. SOA, Sons of Anarchy. What? Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, it's also on a Hershey's commercial, I think. (laughs) Same song. That's the thing thing about about ExtremeMusic.com is that if you get a song or someone else gets it, you guys can both use it, whether you're an indie or a big big, uh, television show or a big movie. So Scarlett Moreno, check her out. Check out her movie, Phaedra. Check out her uh, the television show that's based on the making of that movie, which is all on iTunes. Yep. Right? Yep. And uh, let us know what you thought and of that. And follow her on uh, Instagram. Scarlettini. Scarlettini. And <laughs> uh, hopefully we, we do, we'll have you on next time. Uh, and you can tell, again, tell yeah. us about uh, your acting because hopefully you're doing a bunch of acting next, right? Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Thank you to Pink Taco for having us here in the tequila room, That's which right. does not have uh, Casa, Casa Mexico, Mexico just yet. yet. And by the way, I got the string out. Yay. Four All right. months later. How is it? You don't want to say. It's no, it's, uh, it's <laughs> out of sequence. But let me just tell you this: the last five minutes, I was like, I was proud. When, oh, when, congratulations! When it wraps it all up, I said I got something. And then Wiser actually called me, actually texted me because your producer, your executive yeah, producer, yeah, we got that one. Funder, and he said, and he's a bit, he's more of a pessimist than you, Robert. I'm not he, a pessimist. I'm a realist. Yeah, a little bit. Little, yeah, I'm a realist. See, I like her. Very good. Good point. Yeah. He put. Holy shit, exclamation point. We got a movie. Yeah. Oh, that's great, dude. Yes, Congratulations. Yes, yes, awesome. Congrats, well, congr- I think you should show it to Scarlett. Obviously, uh, obviously has some uh, some I, opinions that might help you. You want to sit? You want to sit in the bay with me from for the about ma- three weeks? <laughs> <She> <laughs> <said> <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> I have opinions. I do have them. Uh, but that would be good. Yeah. I mean, she worked with a master. Yeah. And also, would you be willing to read scripts for the contest? 
That'd be so fun. Would that be fun? Yeah. All right, so maybe because wow. we're gonna also have Antoine Fisher. I'm gonna ask Antoine Fisher oh, if you wouldn't mind wow. also oh God, helping us select. So yeah, maybe we'll all get together and, and talk about uh, the things, like the ones that we like. Club. Yeah, like a little book yeah. club. Yeah, yeah. Right. No. Talk about which one we think would be best made for ten thousand dollars. Okay. Hey, uh, thank you very much for being here. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Pink Taco. Thank you to Sunset Boulevard. And thank you to everyone who's here. Thank Perfect. you. Yay, Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you so much. All right. That was awesome. Guys, thank you.